It's shooting the shit with Trigger Mike and Hoodlum. Uh, all right, so there we go. We had our cool intro. Hopefully, I've added some awesome sound effects. Uh, today, we're talking about uh, AR pistol versus rifle, my favorite topic of all, because I am fantastic. And we're also going to get into the, uh, we're going to touch on, not that we're subject matter experts or anything like that, we're going to touch on the Alec Baldwin situation and about all that fun stuff, just because I, uh, I don't know, for some reason, Trigger Mike wants to sit here and talk about all that. So, <laughs> so, correction. <laughs> when it comes to that, I do consider myself a subject matter expert on not shooting people. So, oh, see, then I'm exactly the opposite. Oh. I was. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, anyway, not to be insensitive at all. So, um, we can yeah. get into it. Condolences to the family of people who were hit in the arm and shot in the face. Um, mm-hmm. I I know that that's probably not what you're expecting to hear, but. Um, I have many friends who've passed away, so <laughs> I know exactly what you feel like. Um, but in the, in the sense of, uh, yeah, no, I don't really, really know how to get into that topic in the first place, but AR pistol versus rifle is something we could delve Let's start right there. into. Um, what's your, what's your favorite man? Are you a pistol, AR pistol guy, AR rifle guy? I'm an AR pistol guy. Okay. What's your favorite barrel length and caliber? Right now I'd say 12.5. And what caliber? Five by six. Okay. All right. I was going to say, because you can go 300 blackout, nine inch yeah. barrels. I think 300 blackout is perfect for a nine inch barrel, but that's another topic another day. Absolutely. In fact, we will have to have Jacob Chow uh, off roster handguns on because he just built a nine inch 300 blackout. There is nothing that Jacob Chow hasn't built. <laughs> so I believe you. <laughs> yeah, man. No, the he's. guy's Instagram was just like, are you at the range? Again, <laughs> I know, right? I'm like, I'm like, even, how does he find the time? Even the, the time, the time. Where do you find the bullets? <laughs> Especially 300 blackout. That shit's, that shit is fucking mysteriously like, vanished. Is he? I have to look back once and say, is he reposting Instagram? Is he at the range again? Oh man, I don't, I don't get it, but it's funny. Like I. That man is cool as hell, and I always think he's mad at me because he's always short. You know, he's always like, he's like, nur, nur. <laughs> I, I always think he's mad at me, but he's never mad at me. Um, I'm always like, dude, did I piss you off? And he's like, no, you're fine. I'm like, okay, like as long as I didn't piss you off, I don't want to get shot by one of your many guns. Um, yeah, man, he's got that. He's got he's got so much cool shit. Yeah, yeah, he does. I like rifles. Uh, my 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 thing right now is a 13.7. I haven't pin welded the muzzle device yet, um, but I do like 16 inch guns. I've been a I've been a big fan of 16 inch guns. I the reason why I think um, I had an M4 in the army and I hated that thing because it was a huge piece of junk. Um, and then uh, when I when I got my own guns, you know, 16 inch being legal and not knowing anything about braces way back in the day, uh, where there weren't very many options actually. <laughs> it was the it was the foamer on the buffer tube. <laughs> so. There weren't a ton of options, but I, I do like the 16-inch now, um, especially the pin and weld stuff. Uh, 14.5 is a great barrel length. Um, I think 13.7 is just as good as 14.5 in the sense of um, you, when you pin and weld your muzzle device, you have your 16-inch. Um, I run a lot of those KE Arms lowers, um, the KP-15 lowers. They're fantastic, uh, and I highly recommend you get one. Um, I'm not a polymer lower person at all. You're looking at a guy who hates polymer lowers and kind of makes fun of those people at the range. Um, not to their face, because that would be rude. Uh but I, I I can say you can do push-ups 
on a KP15 polymer lower. Like you could literally take it, put it on its magwell, put a magazine in it, and do push-ups on the whole thing. And it's perfectly fine. That that gun does not break or do anything. And actually, um, I should reach out to Russell over there. Uh, that dude is a solid guy. He sent me two of the KE arms. The OD Green and the new... Um, there's a new polymer blend version of that that's fantastic. So if you're looking at buying a rifle and you want something, it literally comes out to like one pound, one and a half pounds with everything in it in a magazine. Um, uh, you're 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 fantastic. An empty magazine, not a full one, um, but one and a half pounds with all your all your fun stuff in it. No, nothing proprietary. The only thing you have to buy from them would be their uh, safety selector, and then their um, trigger their trigger pin needs to be a little bit longer. Um, but other than that, I mean, you can use the standard one. It's not, it's not terrible. It just won't look right. So here's an interesting story about his light, um, his light builds everyone. So I built, or I'm sorry, I built, I upgraded a IWI Zion 16 inch. Um, and we took it to the range. This was just last month, like about a month ago. Thing is heavier and than the moon. This guy said, wow, this is heavy. Had me feeling all insecure. <laughs> About my newly upgraded, beautiful IWI Zion. It's heavy you know, though, I man. Have a Surefire Warden muzzle device on it. What um, blows my mind? This man will spend all sorts of money on his guns. Puts an O light on it. I don't get it. There wasn't an O light on <laughs> that one. So it really, I'm taking the light off of that completely. Good. I put whatever light things. I had in uh, in the garage in there, but. I'm I'm sitting there like, is this really heavy? And then I pick up his KE arms polymer lowered. On my PWS sixteen point one inch. No upper. wonder. No wonder you thought mine was heavy. Oh yes, of course, dude. I have my thirteen seven <laughs> ballistic advantage government no, profile barrel. I say all that to say that it it is a really light build. I, I mean, extremely light. Mm -hmm. So I say, you know, obviously, if you're, I have no idea who's out there really doing urban warfare type of stuff, but. You know the mission. No, if you've got to carry a gun around for any length of time, if you if you really have to carry like a rifle, or you're allowed an SBR, um, which in Texas would pretty cool. Uh, if you if you are really allowed that, I honestly highly suggest you go look at a KP15 lower. Um, they're hands down um, durable, uh, fantastic, yeah. lots of storage. I mean, no, it was really light. Yeah, Extremely well, you should have felt my pencil barrel one. Yeah, so I I just said okay, well. That makes sense, right? So the mission drives the equipment. The equipment doesn't drive the mission. So if your mission is carrying around a rifle for an extended period of time, I think that'd be an excellent idea. But uh, as far as the build, so I have two IWI Zions. Yeah, you have the 12 so, and a half, right? And the 12 and a half, which is my favorite. So I actually reviewed one of those that was actually a, a buddy of ours. Yeah, he um, he came out and shot with us once, yeah, right? Yeah, Ben. Ben, yeah. He's, got a, he's, he's got a pretty extensive Geisley collection. Um, he loves Bill Geisley, and I'm pretty sure he would suck on the nipples of Bill Geisley if he showed up. I think most people would suck on the nipples of people who build pretty much anything guns just to get free. I would. Stuff, uh, Burger and Thornet or Thorn Thornt or whatever the B and T. If they showed up, I'd suck on their nipples. Man. <laughs> <laughs> so I won't confirm or deny. And I'll suck on anybody's nipples for free gear. <laughs> you know what? Never mind. Staccato, if you want to... Uh... Staccato, I need a C9. You, I need an XC. <laughs> That's a 4000 I think we're talking about $4,000 pistol. Yeah, Staccato. I don't know. I'll nibble a little bit. I don't know if I'll suck.
Yeah. <laughs> nibble. But, uh, nibble. Nah, nah, nah. I take he's got he's back. got really light teeth, yeah. so you know. <laughs> Don't ask me how I know that though. But um, um, on my 16 inch, uh, oh, we now we're talking about uh, 16 inch IWI Zion. Um, that is my DMR. So we talked about that. Um, I'm going to use that more for distance. We're going to go out to shoot some range shooting here shortly in the next few weeks. So, you know, 200 yards and out, we reach out and touch something. I like that. It's like solidly do, built. I'd like to do a 600 um, unknown distance, like 600 in unknown distances. That'd be cool, especially for you. Um, have you, you haven't shot long range at all, have you? Oh, absolutely. I have, just not in a while. Okay, so what do you what do you normally? So do? here's 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 an interesting thing. We can go back really quick to your M4 comment. Uh, so that's where I, how I learned to shoot long distance was on an M4 iron sight. Oh yeah, <laughs> hell yeah! So Dude, when I was in basic training, how to do that? So uh, our guy Hoodlum here was in the army. So I was in the navy. I was attached to the Marine Corps. I was a corpsman, eighty four oh four. Okay, so he was in the I navy, attached issued, to the navy. I was issued an M4. <laughs> And everybody else on their M16 had ACOGs except me. I was just like, okay, so you're just going to run me iron sights. <laughs> Wait, you were a medic. This is awesome. Or, sorry, Corman. But I, I got on that range and I shot all the way out to 500 yards with some iron sights. And I actually got sharpshooter status that way. So, oh, that's cool. You know, I'm pretty, I'm I scored, I'm pretty uh, high speed, I think. You know, I scored expert, but we really only had to shoot out to 300. I was, I was <laughs> That's why I added the iron sight part in there. I was literally like, what? Oh, I had iron sights too. What is going on with with this? But no, I think uh, once I saw everyone else qualifying and they had ACOGs, that's when I was like, oh, thanks. It's, it's pretty simple to qualify with an ACOG. I hated ACOGs, so when when we when, when um, we were running stuff overseas, like anytime you'd go overseas, you'd put an ACOG on. But when you were in the States and you were running drills, like you would have your um, your ACO, your, uh, your uh, red dot. LCO. I don't know what they call it anymore, um, but it was pretty much an aim point. Oh, the you would run an aim point. Points. No, aim point red dot. And then when you were over there, uh, if you were deployed to Iraq or Afghanistan, most of your guns had a had an ACOG on them. Um, not a whole lot of guys ran red dots, especially um, the room clearing guys. I wasn't really understanding the whole premise behind that, and I've never got into the whole military like. I'm not a military arms collector, and nor do I really care. I know the premise of you. You know, you have the dot in your in your forex, but your left your 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 left eye if you're a right-handed person, and your right eye if you're a left-handed person picks up that that red reticle in there, and then it'll run it. I, I get the premise of it. It's just your it's your non-shooting eye is the one that's picking up the dot, so you can see everything close range. Um, but how I was taught to run close quarter stuff was not even to really look at the site. It was to look at your front site post. Yeah. And run that into whoever you were, you know. Yep. So, I don't know. I was always also always taught to, you know, run towards the fight. Yeah. Um, when you, when, now it's always like, I need to get away from the fight. I need to disengage the fight. So, Absolutely. so going into that mindset, what I'm training with that too, um, I'm always trying to teach myself to get out of the habits that I had in the military because I'm not running team tactics. So we're going to, we're going to diverge a little bit here. Um, but when I'm in the training mode, I'm always trying to, trying to find cover and, and disengage instead of, instead of move towards the fight because my initial instinct always is to, that's the threat, go kill it. Yeah. And yeah. now it's like, now it's like, oh, I don't give a shit about the threat. I need to move out of here safely, quickly as possible. So as a corpsman, you know, that's the same exact mentality, but you know, the Marines creed is we run towards this, 
gunfire. The bullshit. Sounds of it. So that actual mentality I could see playing out sometimes in my life too. And I'm like, wait, wait, that's not even my natural instinct. Now I'm a husband, I'm a father. It's like get behind cover first. Right? Yeah. So protect your <laughs> that, kids. That's absolutely exact. Uh, yeah. No. Critical that um, you know you don't let those instincts take over in urban warfare. I just love that word so much. Yeah, urban warfare. Urban warfare. UW. Yeah, well, you know, I got into um, thinking about naming conventions from my class, and I'm like, oh, isn't that a video game? Urban Warfare would really... But I, th- I think on a serious note, that's what people should be teaching. So no offense, no offense, I'm going to say it for the third time, no offense to any of these high-speed, former team, special ops, uh, Ranger Battalion guys that are teaching these classes, but we got to get into some practical stuff. With our uh, civilians, man, because they're never going to use that stuff for some of those classes that are being taught. And um, it's fun range stuff. Exactly. I will give it that. It's it's good range stuff, and it's good if you're if you have a team you can operate with. By all means, learn how to operate yeah. as a team with people. Yeah, but you're never. But like rifle operator, yada yada. When the hell are you going to have your rifle on you to do some of that stuff? That obviously you're only committing a crime if you're going to pick people off from a rooftop, like. Unless the purge is happening, that's not really how, you know, we got to... <coughs> We're fighting the government. Exactly. <coughs> Most of your training needs to be CQB. Um, it needs to involve situational awareness. Um, you know, uh, how to get out of a chokehold. Those kind of, you know... Yeah, I would say learn, things, learn more Muay Thai. Um, I'm a roly-poly, so mm-hmm. I'm very good at rolling around. Um, uh, and I mean that in the sense I'm, I'm fat. Uh I'm not. I'm not gonna run around and you yeah, know. So to the gun community, we just need to see more of that, especially in training. You know, I'm for 22. I'm putting a naming convention together. I'm still working on it, but it's gonna be a class for suburban moms. Hell yeah, man! I mean, that's cool stuff. I mean, so when you think about it, let's talk about it. So even not even suburban moms, just people in the suburbs. I mean, yeah. I mean, people, anybody in the suburbs. So I mean, just think of we're talking about AR rifles, right? So. How often? So, you know, I know truck guys carry truck guns. You see, I Most don't. of the time, that's, you know, I, I don't either. Okay, so I work on ATMs. I carry an AR in my truck. Yeah. Uh, in my in my work van. Mm-hmm. But I it's literally like if if all hell breaks loose and you're unloading on me, that is the only time that guy's coming out. Yeah. Other than that, I don't. Like, it's never coming out. It sits in there. It's ready to go all and the time. And that's the legal, least likely situation that, that's going to happen. <laughs> I got pretty lit up at Brinks. <laughs> <laughs> well, for the job that you were doing, right? In fact, your entire job kind of invites that kind of controversy. Yeah. So I won't comment on that. Yeah. But for the everyday civilian, you know, that's the last situation <laughs> yeah. they're going to find themselves in. Unfortunately, it's become a little more prevalent with mass shootings and such. But um, no, I mean... Just with AR rifles in general, um, they're definitely, like you said, you introduced me to the word DMR. So Yeah, I, I can't believe I, you didn't I, know what that was. It's just not something, um, like I told you, I was a corpsman, not anything that I... I know, but Marines have DMRs. They have they've designated they absolutely marksmen. Do. What did I call it? Wait, wait, wait. Uh, blonde moment. What did I call it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I said dead on so I, no, I yeah I know I said it to you and I was like I was like what are you talking about I'm talking about a DMR like a DMR gun and, he, and you were like you're like what I'm like I'm like it's a it's a designated marksman's rifle you have like a like a moderate power no, optic like function. a two and a half to ten job function okay 
I, I mean, true. It? I could tell you. I can tell you how to put an MPA in somebody, but exactly. I, I guess dealing with sucking chest wounds, things like that. Like exactly. that's all stuff that I know you you know how to deal with. Which you should definitely come up with like a medical kit. We need to beat out. We like shooting is really what we need to do, which we'll never do. We don't have four cast members, nor do I have the ability to figure out how to do all that crap that they do. Um, but uh, no, I mean. Definitely come up with like a medical kit. I think something like that. Like I told you when we were doing that shooting class, um, or not shooting class, that shooting competition that we went to um, last Tuesday. Uh, that was that was fun. Um, but I, I I like having the trauma kit on me that I have. You know, yeah. I ha- I carry a trauma kit, carry a cat tourniquet. I should have more cat tourniquets. Uh, definitely to get some more. I think I only have two right now. Um, but always carry, and I carry, mo- I, I have two on my trauma kit, and then I have two in my work truck. Um, because you never Solid. know, you never know what's going to happen, but I don't, I don't take chances. Uh, tourniquets are tourniquets. You should always use tourniquets. Like if you, if you are shot in an appendage, put on a tourniquet. Um, two inches above or below a joint. <laughs> Solid advice. So I have, um, one, I have a range medic bag in my vehicle. Well, you should bring that into the range next time. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I'm currently uh, changing out my war belt medical kit. So, oh, your IFAC. No, I, well, I was gonna say it's not individual for me. I'm always carrying the Corman load, that's what I call it. The Corman load, as coined by Trigger Mike. Please don't steal it. But, um, <laughs> no, you're really carrying trauma stuff, not just for you, but really for others. So it's going to have multiple. You have multiple tourniquets, um, nasal pharyngeal airway. You can't really, I mean, you wouldn't really do that on yourself. But they have different levels of kits when you go on the My Medic. Mm-hmm. The, um, so, the, yeah, I'm carrying the Range Medic to stop. It's really, in fact, Range Medic is not for you. It's for someone else. So it's really yeah. cool, but we can get into that stuff. Um, Absolutely. Uh, well, we're straying from pistol versus rifle. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so, but okay. So, um, your your current AR uh, AR pistol length you're running is twelve five. You're running any other lengths, like thirteen seven. So no, no, I had actually. So shout out to Facts and Firearms. That was my first AR. Period. It was a ten point five. Oh, nice. Third ascent. The ascent, the ascent line? The ascent okay, line. so you didn't go top of the line. You didn't go summit. You went... Well, summit. so at the time, I realized that... Uh, and this is what I recommend. This is my own personal recommendation. I recommend that people buy it exactly right at that price point. Because... I don't know what that price point is. That is, that is a very affordable. I paid about $650 for That's that AR bad. pistol. That's not bad SBA3 brace... Um, A2 flash hider, A2 grip. Um, very you know, nice. So many in. people crap on that A2 grip, and that's such a wrong thing to but do. But the reason I like it is because you get to, you need to find out how to build your own spec, things to your own spec. Mm-hmm. Not mill spec, not commercial spec, your spec. Yeah, what's comfortable for you? I see so many of these guys, too. Again, we're going to go off in the weeds. I see so many of these guys who are like, you know, if you're left-handed, you should learn how to shoot a gun right-handed. Fuck you, first of all. Yeah. Um, you're not left-handed. I want to. I want to give give a left a right-handed person a left-handed AR and be like, run it, run it. Tell me like you want me to run run it. I want you to run it. Yeah. And you're and I'm gonna and they're gonna be like, well, it's stupid. It's backwards. I'm gonna be like, that's how it is for me, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
I, and they're like, well, you know, you should be right-handed. No, dude, I'm left-handed. We make ambidextrous parts. We got Radian Raptor charging handles. We got safeties. We got mag releases. We got all this shit. If you can't, in 2021, if you can't make a rifle ambi out of the box, you have failed as a company to me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that just goes into make things your spec. Um, I think that first one I had, I tried to make it Gucci. You know, they sell all those nice Gucci parts. I think I used a bunch of Tyrant Designs parts. Probably probably over here with his Strike industry stuff. Yeah. Well, I had like, uh, what are those? The pins? Because they make colorful pins. Oh, like, God, that's terrible. Yeah. Just, you know, I did a bunch of Gucci stuff too, and it was like, hey, this isn't comfortable. It looks nice, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, probably no. not the most practical. You want to know thing. what's what's funny? As I show up to the range and people, oh, I don't like that grip. I don't like this. I don't. I don't give a fuck. It's not your gun. <laughs> <laughs> Go stand over there, tactical Timmy. Exactly. <laughs> but no, I really love. Uh, I think on both of my, I have B five, B five grips now. That as far as a six, what sixteen? About sixteen bucks. Yeah, nineteen bucks on Brownells. Yeah. You can get that grip. Excellent. By the way, I am a Brownells Bureau of Propaganda member, and I am uh, pretty happy that uh, I have their patch up on my wall, along with the KP15 patch and a bunch of other patches. There's Mod Light patches up there, too. Yeah, we're which... going to be dropping random shout-outs, so any sponsorship opportunities? Yeah, no, anytime you guys want to sponsor Brownells, if you want to send more stuff my way, uh, definitely. Uh, stay ready gear. I do like these Kydex holsters. He actually makes really good Kydex holsters. Um, but definitely big shout out to KE Arms. They are fantastic. I love that company. Um, I wish I could afford one of their national match bolt care groups, but I can't. 269 bucks, dude. I mean, gun parts. What do you do? What are you going to do? First of all, bolt care group is the heart of your gun, like your barrel. So Mm -hmm. you should have, if you're good, you could build a shitty AR. If you have a good bolt care group and a good good barrel. You know, that's really all I'm telling when I say your spec. If, if something comes from the factory with an excellent bulk carrier group, that's why I recommend Faxon. Um, I do have Faxon bulk carrier group in my exactly. gun. Exactly. So I would say those are, like you said, the heart of the gun is solid. Change out all the parts. Yeah. It, I like I do like Faxon barrels, although they are overgassed. They are mm-hmm. horrendously overgassed. I love Roscoe barrels. They are a slightly overgassed, not as bad as Faxon. Um, my my perfect barrel right now that I've been running right now on my 13.7 is a Ballistic Advantage. Fantastic barrel. Um, I do know Criterion barrels are fantastic. So if you're going to build guns, like, like in order in order of, like, how much money you want to spend, like, price point, like, you're going to find stuff that's, like, stupid expensive. And then you're going to find stuff that's, like, cheap. Um, I highly recommend... Find what you can afford and go from there. Um, I love Roscoe barrels. They're great. Ballistic Advantage barrels, great. Faxon barrels, shoot lights out, a little bit over gas, great. Um, just whatever you do, find what works for you and stick with that. Yes, because uh, I'm not... I think, don't know Faxon stuff, like their models come with an adjustable gas block? I have no idea. Yeah, I think they do. That's I only cool. buy their barrels. So yeah, I'm, I have the uh, actual stock... <clears throat> firearms that's why i think those come with adjustable gas blocks please if i'm wrong correct me Let's they will see. don't worry they'll find you and they'll kill you yeah try <laughs> to kill me with words and you'll you're not going to get a response oh man like i will sit here and say i think rmrs are good optics but i have seen them fail someone will be like you've never seen an rmr fail rmrs are the best Mer. like 
People get so you can say that. Like I, I, I get it. Like okay. you don't. You whatever. <laughs> like, do people so, get so butthurt? So about, while we're talking about that, that's a good. That's a good. The segue. only thing that always fails is an O light. So don't buy an O light. And I like my Olight Odin. He's gonna throw shots. In fact, shout out to Olight. No, someone don't shout needs out. to do this it. This is our podcast. Someone needs to do it. Shout out to not Olight. Getting paid by them. Shout out to Olight for making the shittiest lights available. I love my Odin Mini. Ugh. Okay. Vomit in the back of my throat right now. <laughs> but uh, what optics do you run on? Let well, let's talk about the rifle. So I have a right now. I caught one on sale. It's a Texas company called Sousa, S-O-U-S-A, Optics. So that it's a Mantis 1-6 to SFP, second focal plane. Um, you were saying that it wasn't daylight bright when we took it out. The reticle. But, but the, okay, the illuminated reticle's not daylight bright. But I have, a, I have a primary arms red uh, illuminated reticle 4-16. to that fucker's not daylight bright either. I was gonna say, it's not meant to be daylight yeah. bright, but it's if because it's a second focal plane, it's mm-hmm. not meant to be daylight bright. Yeah. It's meant for night That's shooting. True. I know that, but the thing is, 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 do they make it in a first focal plane? And if they do, and if they do, okay, is it that shitty? So now, I want to have this discussion. Do you believe that daytime shooting, like when people say daylight bright, you're not supposed to shoot with the illumination on in the daytime? Well, just you, use if, the if black like, reticle. If you have, if you have like a high contrast area, like you want to pick it up, like say you're, like it's really hard to see a black reticle on like a on like a uh, a mirage background. Like okay. it, it, it can be hard. It can wash out. I know that makes zero sense to some people out there. But when you're looking at it, like it, you'll see a lot of mirage. It's hard to kind of focus on the reticle when you're having to look through all that mirage. Gotcha. Um, and again, you're not supposed to focus on the reticle. You're supposed to look through the reticle. But. Um, that's what I'm saying. Like it's hard to focus. Like so, so if you're looking through the reticle, mm-hmm. like you're supposed to be doing, because what what most people end up doing is they end up looking at the reticle and putting that on their target, mm-hmm. and then they're focusing between the reticle and the target. And what you should be doing is looking at your target, putting your reticle to your target. Like so, that that is supposed to be illuminated if you need it. Like if you're having a hard time mm-hmm. picking it up in whatever environment you're in. Um, but again. Optics, flashlights, these are all things that are subjective. There are people out there who like Surefire for some stupid reason. Um, and they're okay with subpar flashlights. You know, Malkoff, like, Malkoff, you're the best man in the world and I love you. I was going to say, uh, I have an X300. It's not that bad. Mm-hmm. It's pretty durable. Yeah, sure. It's pretty durable. Mm-hmm. I, I got to try that like mod light. Like eight Candela. <laughs> I got to try that mod light uh, PL350 too. Right there. Well, you, it's it's completely different uh, head on this thing. I don't know. Oh no! Oh, I'm sorry. Did I put a Malkoff head on there? Because you can do that. But that's the PL350, and then I have an OKW head around here somewhere. You know that's what's funny? Cool. I have so many flashlights. I don't know where they're all at. That's funny. <laughs> all right. So let's talk about AR pistols. So what do you like about pistol length? Uh well, it's good. Um, it's not so pistol length is uh pistol length yeah it's supposed to be more compact it's supposed to be more maneuverable um you're not reaching out to 600 yards with uh an 11.5 i don't think i mean i i personally so, i personally think you can hit 600 yards yeah, with an 11.5 i personally do i've seen it happen i've done it with a 12 uh 12.5 but i just it's not like that's not my cup of tea like if i uh, that's why i think the 13.7 is a great 
like jack of all trades. Like it's, I'd rather be a jack of all trades than a master of none because it'll always be better than a master of one. Like you will always he said the whole thing, everyone. <laughs> For all of you folks out there that only know how to say the first part. Yes, the whole saying. You should always say the whole thing. He said the entire thing. Yeah, so, um, but that's what I'm saying. The 13.7 is a fantastic all-around barrel length. It still keeps you at that 16-inch overall Mm -hmm. length, but if you want to run it as a pistol, you can put whatever muzzle device you want on there. Absolutely. I think 12.5 is a great... uh, a great length, even though for an AR pistol, I f- I'm a firmly in the camp of 11.5. If you're going to run an AR pistol, Absolutely. run an 11.5. And I do got to give a shout out to IWI US. Um, that 12.5 that I have is awesome. So I do recommend the 12.5 barrel length. And also, uh, just to throw this in there, if you're looking for a home defense gun, if you're somebody that really thinks that you want an AR with all of the lights and stuff to run, if anyone enters your home to defend your home, mall cough lights you should run. I would definitely consider the 12.5 length um, for durability and that IWI Zion because that rail is all M lock. And it's fantastic. So that, rail, all, that rail is chunky. all M lock. I could put lights on any curve of that. Uh, you can. Of that and they guard. shouldn't ever so be an O light. <laughs> that one doesn't oh that one has the Olight yeah. and I love my Olight Odin Ugh. Ugh. I love it if they made a light I think people if they, if they, Olight, they, I think they break them before they review them if they made an, if they made an I'm Olight I'm not a follower if they made an Olight that had more candela and wasn't made in China I'd be okay with it most things yeah, I think most things are made in China and even things that people tell you aren't made in China are not, made in China. Not made in China. What is this? This is a Malkoff. Okay. I want them to tell me where all their parts come from. He's, he builds them oh, in his shop. Man, that's yeah. bright. No shit. It's a rifle light. <laughs> it's supposed Hilarious. to... You take rifle lights, you shoot rifle distances. But I definitely love uh, the AR pistol for that. I also believe that if you want to, yeah. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Let's let me put it this. I'm gonna I'm gonna add this note in real quick. The NFA is bullshit. We should just have ARs in whatever length you want. And in whatever you like. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think. Here's the thing. If you're gonna run an AR pistol, I'm not gonna be the guy that's gonna come at you at the range and be like, "Ooh, he doesn't." Do you have a tax stamp, sir? He's thinking. I don't care if you have a tax stamp or you don't. So just so we can talk about it, who does that anyway? Who does what? Who is the NFA uh, old people? Pound? Old people. You know who? The guy with his NRA certified instructor. Yeah, that guy. Old, old white men. They're ruining the country. Are you serious? That hasn't happened to me yet. I'm telling you, dude. Go to a range. Go to like a flat range, first of all. Go to like one of those ones where it's like every half an hour. You can like go up there and you can like touch oh, your yeah, target. Yeah. Go to that. Find the range safety officer. And I guarantee you he's going to be like, hey, you got a tech stamp for that? And you should turn for right around. Ar-, AR pistol? Yeah. You should turn. if you Well, if you have an AR rifle with a barrel shorter than oh, 16 okay. inches. And you should turn around and look at that man and go, hey, man, I hope you shove your tech stamp up your ass. Oh, he's going to lose a lot of customers right now. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I I man, they drive me absolutely nuts. Anyway, um, if you're uh, here's another thing: AR pistol versus rifle. PCCs are bullshit. Don't buy one. Buy one if you want to compete. No, don't. The, uh, Sig MPX is pretty cool. 
No, it's not. It's terrible, and I don't like it. I think that um, the only... Here's the thing. I think pistol caliber carbines, like AR platform pistol caliber carbines, are virtually useless. Go, like, buy a and t Like, go buy one of those guns. Go buy a, a Scorpion. If you're going to run a 9mm, run a 9mm in those things. Uh, Strybog, any of that. Don't don't build an AR to run a 9mm. I think it's stupid. You're looking for the ergonomics of an AR-15 and some crappy caliber that shouldn't even be in an AR-15. Like, And you're looking at a guy who loves the Colt uh original Colt submachine gun, the the um the nine millimeter submachine gun that they ran back in the eighties. Mm-hmm. I love that damn thing. That thing looked beautiful. It still it doesn't belong in an AR fifteen. Just go buy a B and T GHM nine. And stop buying pistol caliber carbines because it's stupid. Well he doesn't realize that that's a part of the new craze of shooting. Is that people are really into PCCs now? So yeah, I get pistol uh, calibers in bigger platforms. Just stop putting it in the AR. I think the world's answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> they have them in every length: rifle length, pistol length. <laughs> well, first of all, so, if you're putting nine millimeter through a twenty inch barrel, you have a problem. <laughs> that is actually true. I don't know why someone would make a nine. They make nine millimeter with sixteen inch barrels. They do, I and I think one. they're dumb. The one that I had, but that's competition length. Yeah. Okay. It's still what? What are you shooting at sixteen I inches? The recoil on that thing, though. Well, yeah, because it's a, it's a nine millimeter in an AR pistol. And, and it's it shouldn't this, be there. This is so trivial. <laughs> I the sound of it. it just. It, <laughs> It sounded on that. Because they put nine millimeter in an AR pistol. It should be like like the like the B and T's, like the APC. Those those are good nine millimeter pistol caliber carbines. Like those those are good guns. I firmly in the in the in the camp of nine millimeter should never be introduced to the AR platform ever again. It's here to stay. Unfortunately, God, fucking weirdos. Damn hipsters. But other than home defense, what would you say an AR pistol? Everything for every, shoot people, shoot deer. I think it's good for a truck gun. Um, you know, for those of you who are taking back the constitutional carry, uh, we have folding stocks. Hell yeah! That you can get on there to fit that in your backpack. And first of all, I do believe if law wants conceal, to send me one, I was going to say concealment means that you can fold up your AR pistol, put it in your backpack. If you're stopped for some reason on public grounds. And they you find have, it. Yeah, you have an AR pistol. Because in have some an states, AR pistol, nobody can say anything. In some you. states, they can't carry rifles, but they can carry pistols. I don't know what state those are. Um, but in Texas, I don't think anyone really gives a shit. Like you could have an SBR in your yeah, truck. But I don't think anyone's going to care. I was going to say now you can actually carry legally. So a constitutional carry also um, applies to long guns, and a lot of people don't know that. Oh yeah, but it's always it, but but constitutional carries always applied to long guns in Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, it's always been constitutional to walk down Main Street with your AR. Should you do it? No, no. but it's always been constitutional. Um, that's the that's the one thing that that blew my mind about pistols because they're concealable. Like really? Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say I don't put it in my uh, khakis to go to H E B and say I forgot my everyday carry. But okay. Yeah. Again, um, no, I I I'm a firm believer. Uh, SBRs, AR pistols, all that. I think that you should definitely have them. I'm not. Um, I'm not in the camp of doing anything that would get you in trouble. But I'm also in the camp of you know 
fuck the government. Do whatever you want. Nobody cares at the end of the day. Um, it's you're the one that's got to break yourself out of jail. Um, but I will say AR pistols all day long if you're looking for something short, compact, and do whatever. I think you can get away with a 13.7 with a pen and weld muzzle device. That's a pretty good gun, especially for close quarters, um, which a lot of people don't really know how to maneuver in close quarters. Uh, and if you knew, if you if you know anything, you shouldn't be chasing anyone into the dark. You should always be running into the light. Um, there, there's no, unless you're a cop, uh, there's no reason for you to be advancing on structures anyway. You should be staying in the open as Absolutely. much as possible. Find cover where you can. Um, don't, don't act like you're in a Jason movie. Yeah, you're not Jason Bourne. Trust me. Jason Bourne. So, so everyone, Hoodlum just had a blonde moment because I was talking about Jason the horror. Oh, so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Don't be fucking... Jason Bourne. <laughs> yeah, well, you're not Jason Bourne, or and Michael you're not Jason Myers, Voorhees, okay? or whoever. Is it Jason Voorhees? Yeah, that's his name. Sure. Who cares? All right. So, what's our what's our, our all right? So let's get into our hot button issue of today's episode. Uh, more bullshit. Yep. More bullshit. So Alec Baldwin. We do know that he had an incident uh, recently. Okay, so he shot somebody and killed them and injured another person. So one dead, one wounded. R.I.P. to the woman and my condolences to her family. So as a safety instructor, you know, a range safety officer. um, First of all. And a pistol instructor. I don't know if I'd qualify to be hired as an armorer on a a movie set. They're not. It's not. But um, if I was, I could tell you immediately what uh, he violated. So let's talk a little bit about the safety rules. This is for all intents and purposes, a gun podcast. So we're always going to talk about gun safety and go over those rules, right? So what I'll ask you, Hoodlum, what safety violations, not even, you know, the uh, real ones, what what do you think he violated? Didn't, what do you think he didn't did Didn't check to see if the gun was loaded. <clears throat> um, probably went through the whole thing uh, on, you know, going through, like, I think they were doing like a soft run, like a crawl rock crawl walk run type deal so they were probably in the walk phase not doing the running part yet and they were you know i don't know he pulled the trigger on a revolver and shot somebody in the face here's the thing there's a bajillion safety rules he violated um let's put it i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna keep my opinion short and sweet the man's anti-gun uh hates guns probably never took a gun safety class in his life and then went and shot somebody in the face whose fault is that oh either way shot somebody (laughs) whose fault is that at the end of the day no one else's but alec baldwin's so i mean naturally naturally we are going to say there are multiple points of failure that's the term to use. sure multiple multiple points of failure failure, but i want to talk about where alec baldwin went wrong he probably had an o-light on his gun as as an instructor i'll tell you this so we'll get into the armor in a second let's talk about alec baldwin the man himself this is um if I'm not mistaken, the first rule of gun safety is responsible for the most fatal incidents in the United States. Okay, the first rule of gun safety states always keep the gun pointed in a safe direction. So when you really think about it, if you violate every other single rule, I've had buddies that be like, man, I had an accidental discharge, but his gun was pointed somewhere that was not pointing where it could hurt anyone or himself or herself. Yeah, that's so bad. <clears throat> Absolutely. <laughs> Just say you violated every other safety rule. When that gun discharges, it's supposed to 
go somewhere where it's not doing anyone or anything any harm or yeah. doing the least harm possible. Point it in a safe so direction. He violated rule number one. So <laughs> <laughs> keep the gun pointed in a safe direction. He did not do that. <laughs> he did not do that. The second he pulled the trigger, he shot someone in and uh, killed someone. Was it in the stomach? I, I keep hearing it was the head. It so. was the stomach. Okay. They said she grabbed her midsection. So that is something that we need to talk about, especially in the gun community. Um, now, we also know, you know, everybody's going to talk about the armorer and them yelling cold gun. Um, let's say Alec Baldwin didn't know it was loaded, anything. You have rule number three, which is don't pull the trigger until ready to shoot. So if he's practicing drawing the way it's supposed to look, if you were going to pull the trigger. So my thing is, <clears throat> this is what I can't seem to get past. If he knew he was shooting blanks or everybody keeps saying there were supposed to be blanks, why are you pulling the trigger in the first place? Because it's still going to go off. But they, but in between takes, weren't they shooting actual bullets at stuff? They, they were. They okay, were. first of all, that's dumb. Don't, yeah. don't. Anyone will tell you when, like, even the army, you got to go through like four stages of clearing your gun before yeah. you can even attach your BFA to go do shoot house stuff. Like when you go from live fire to shoot house stuff, like you, there's a lot of time in between where they're going. Hey, make sure your weapons are clear. Make sure your weapons are clear. You're, you know, they're oh, literally shoving clearing rods down the barrel, making sure that none of your magazines have bullets in them, mm -hmm. so you don't accidentally shoot your buddy. Or better yet, put a BFA on the end of your gun and launch that into his face. Absolutely. You know, so BFA stands for blank firing adapter. For those who don't know. Which they don't really use on the sets of those. The armor is what they end up doing is they put a barrel plug in there and they, they sink it into where you can't really see it in the shadow. But there's a, a hole drilled in the barrel plug to allow gas to escape, but also gives enough back pressure. It's a, it's a lot of stuff. Like if they're going into semi-autos, if they're doing revolvers, most of the time they don't do that. It's a big thing. It's a big pain in the ass. And none of us understood anything he just said, but yeah. it's still fascinating stuff. It's fascinating. And if you don't know anything about it, I would recommend learning about it um just like you should learn about flashlights in candela and not buying so, the lights let's let's talk about the armorer for a second she done fucked up dude she done fucked <laughs> up no one is ever gonna hire you again <laughs> let's get that out of the way i wouldn't hire her first. to clean my guns <laughs> okay you have now made it so i stand behind alec baldwin because i damn sure wouldn't stand in front of him <laughs> Well, no one's recording that movie now. Jeez. <laughs> the failure you are. No. No. Oh, you... my goodness. Mm -mm. No, sir. I And here's the thing. Like, I'm I'm literally, like, okay with a lot of bad things happening. I'm not okay with the amount of stupidity that has gone on in the world of saying, well, it's not Alec Baldwin's fault. First of all. If I give you a gun and I tell you that it's unloaded and you pull the trigger and kill Tommy, whose fault is that? Exactly. It's not my fault. You're the one who failed to do it. it. Look, if I told you the back of your car was clear and you just blindly drove into a crowd of people, whose fault? It's not my fault. That's your fault. You did the action. It's mm -hmm. always your action. Like People can't really understand the thing of you have to accept consequences for your actions. That blows my mind. Absolutely. I mean, I'm still, I come from that uh, generation, I guess, or from that, um, I'm cut from that tree. 
accountability tree. I'm cut from it. So trust but verify, all of that stuff. It, yeah. it, it counts with me. Hey, it's clear down there. There's no one down there. You're not going to have any to harm, any danger. You're not going to run over anybody. Guess what? I'm going to keep my head on a swivel and check for my damn self. Yeah, you but never thanks know. Thanks for the heads up. You never know when the hills have eyes are going to pop up. And, you know, you never know these things. Like, it's just... People, it, it blows my mind. It was not his fault. Well, first of all, it is your fault. It's always your fault if so you do it. we are in a state of emergency in America where the first thing people think to do is assign blame. And it's never to the person and, it belongs and to. evade accountability. You know, so um, we can get into a hundred different things, but... When we talk about the safety rules that were violated, I mean, it was just... Uh, Copious. <laughs> yeah. It, it, <laughs> you know, I get it. Accidents happen. Uh, Bruce Lee's son died. Yeah, but he did it to himself, way. right? I, I need to look it up. I'm not I sure. don't know. I don't know either. But, I mean, two safety rules. You could have had it pointed somewhere else. It would have been an infraction at most. Like, hey, this gun went off. I believe it was a live round. But you pointed it in a direction that was unsafe. Then you <clears throat> pressed the trigger. And um, you killed one and injured another. Alec Baldwin, um, for somebody who is documented, it's well documented that you're anti-gun. Shame on you. <laughs> and then not taking the blame for it either. Trying to brush it off on somebody else. You know that you know that armor did fail. That armor is at blame too. There's I'm not I'm not blame sitting too. Here, oh, I'm not sitting oh. here. I'm not sitting here trying to say oh the armor did nothing wrong. No, she's I to mean, blame so too. So let let's put let, let so we, we we we've gone through our opinions. Now let's say this is my opinion on what I think is actually going to really happen. So Alec Baldwin is super rich, so ain't shit going to happen to him. Well, yeah, but um he's going to be probably culpable in the civil sense. He's going to get this shit suit out of him. He tried to meet with the parents. and Yeah, all but that. that's all going to fall on the production company. I uh, guess who's the production company? Yeah, him. Him. But it's not him. It's an LLC. So it's all going to fall on the production company, but nothing's going to happen to him. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's what I mean. So the armorer is probably going to get jail time because heads are going to have to roll for this. See, but see that see, that doesn't make... That, that makes sense to me, but I don't like... I don't get it at the same time. Like, why is the armorer going to go to jail, but not Alec Baldwin? No, that, that I, I I told you the opinion is that mm. Alec Baldwin done fucked up. What's, what I think is actually going to happen is that he's rich. True. Rich people don't really go to jail. <laughs> if rich you have a certain really set of circumstances around here. Yeah. So, he's not, uh, you know, I don't see that happening to him. The armor is supposed to be, if I'm not mistaken, a licensed professional. And um, <laughs> but she, what, she even sorry, stated she I'm was sorry. already. It's also uh, what do you call it? Criminal negligence. So yeah, on Alec Baldwin's part, on both of their parts. But I mean, to be to be honest, did she call Cold Gun? And it's all yes. Well, um, no, I'm sorry. First assistant director. She but was the actual person who. So I believe it's the armorer, obviously that. Uh, checks the weapons condition. Yes, but then the first AD comes to verify, and then the actor gets handed the weapon, and that's and one of them. But I believe it was the first AD said cold gun, and then he started. Uh, but she it. never verified. No, I believe I believe it was verified. If she didn't verify, then I don't believe anything needs to happen to her because she wasn't even involved in that situation. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But if she did verify, Which and first AD yeah. verified. 
and, and Alec Baldwin then shot someone, those two people are also culpable. It, it's an interesting situation. Yeah, no. See, this is why I'm not a cop, because I would have... No. I'd have been like, y'all are all stupid. Okay. Um, I don't know. I just don't... I don't... It is stupid. It's dumb. I don't get it. I think it's... It is what it is, man. You know, they're all... They're, they should all... Um, they should all have consequences. You know, accountability has to be... Uh, it has to go both ways, or three ways, or... However <laughs> three ways. it's supposed to go. That's but, what she uh, said. It's still a tragic situation. Um, make sure that we take the moment to sit back and say, all right, this is a moment in America with gun safety being such a hot topic issue. And then we see how everybody really needs to learn these rules so these particular situations don't happen. And first of all, complacency kills. So don't be complacent. Understand that gun safety takes precedence no matter what you're doing. No matter what you are doing, you should always, 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 always have gun safety at the top of your head. I don't care what you're doing. You're just dicking around at the range or you're actually doing competition or you're just clearing your gun before you're going to bed. Always think about gun safety. All right. So just really quickly, this this actually reasserts my, uh, this reasserts my love for the John Wick movies. One of the things I love doing most when um, I started getting into those movies is watching Keanu Reeves' YouTube videos on him training with Terran Tactical on how to actually shoot. Okay, so he has respect for the firearms because of that training that he went Show through. Me the okay, so you know we should all really respect uh, what firearms can do, and um, you know be aware of gun safety. So you heard it here first on shooting the shit. We're gonna create something, and this is my advice to the movie people. Called the Alec Baldwin rule. This is an old school rule. I didn't make it up. I'm just letting everyone We're know. Renaming it. it. Exactly. This is the <laughs> Alec Baldwin rule, okay? When you have a handgun or uh, any gun, really, the person that is handing over the gun should clear it and check its weapon condition. Immediately after the person being handed the gun should check the weapon's condition. Both of you need to affirm that the weapon is clear. Yeah. And then you can go on doing it. I was taught that in the Army. Okay. You hand, someone, is... you hand someone a gun. They check it. Then you then they hand you the gun. You check it. Go, oh, yep, you were correct. That's old school. But we're calling it the Alec Baldwin rule now. Okay? So nobody should be playing with guns willingly that doesn't have that type of training. Please remember the Alec Baldwin rule. Always. Always. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, that was the end of our lovely podcast. Hope you guys have a good one. Uh, as I always say at the end of my videos, shoot them in the face. I don't know what you would say at the end of this. You know, I'm going to have to make something up. But uh, for now, just don't be Alec Baldwin. Yeah, there you go. Don't be Alec Baldwin. And shoot him in the face.